cliffcentral.com Property, 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 I'm trying to invest. Money in by the neighborhood, that's how you rinse it. I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo for like $2 million. That same building today is worth $25 million. Guess how I'm feeling, Dumbo. It's time to buy back the block. Buy back the block. It's time to buy back the block. Buy back the block. Buy back the hood. I'm about to buy back the hood. Buy back the hood. Hello, hello, everybody. How are you on this Wednesday morning? You know, when you hear that sound, it is time for you to buy back the block, the hood, the neighborhood, the burbs. You are chilling with uh, me, Lerato Shabala, on Living It Up here on cliffcentral.com. Remember, we are on every Wednesday from 10 until 11. You can listen to us, whether you're in New York City, Lagos, or Johannesburg. Uh, we're brought to you by Rally. Properties, you can go to rally-mambeule.co.za to learn more about rally properties. You speak properties, you speak real estate, you speak entrepreneurship. And today I'm so excited because this guest is probably one of the most interesting people I have ever come across. Uh, also, one, you hear property, you think, oh, straight lace. This one was, she studied drama, guys. <laughs> I'm so excited. You can hear, I mean, the laugh. She's wearing these beautiful brogues and you can go to our Facebook page, Living It Up with Lerato Shabalala later on to see how amazing this woman looks. Uh, Julie Solomon, hello. Lerato, thank you very much. You make me sound uh, wonderful. I wish I could take you home with me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, maybe you might have to take me home well, with you. Oh, here we go. Just bring your shoes when you'll be more than welcome. So tell me something. You are a former Joe Burger yes. who's not in Joe Burger anymore. Yes. And you are on the coast. That's right. I've actually now spent half my life in, in Johannesburg. Yeah. Um, don't tell anyone, but I was actually born in Benoni. In Benoni. Shh. I was going to make fun of you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I beat you to it. <laughs> but look. Great people have come out of Benoni. We've yes. got royalty. Shalise Daron. Yes, and Princess um, Charlene of Monaco. She, yes, She indeed. was brought up in Benoni or schooled in Benoni. Exactly. And moi. Yes, <laughs> and you. So in case you're wondering why Julie is the woman I have on today, we're, we're talking investment in, in, in real estate. You, you, Julie, <laughs> won two years in a row. As the number one uh, estate agent property seller in KZN, two years in a row. Yes, that's right. I did. <laughs> it's easy when you love what you do. And I really have absolutely loved what I do. I was very reluctant getting involved in property initially. Yes, because that's not where you started. No. I mean, you have a marketing background. You studied drama. Mm-hmm. And you kind of sort of fell into this into this industry. It really by necessity. I was actually working for um, one of the major um, FMCG companies. I was a national sales and ops manager. Mm. And a uh, single mom, sole bread winner and my daughter was um was suffering a little bit i think she was about seven or eight years old and i was traveling extensively and not Mm. spending enough time with her i actually had to employ an au pair to take care of her because i was traveling so much and you know one day i just said to myself as great as this job title is and all the perks that come with it i'm working very hard which you know never scared me but becoming a mom for me wasn't about getting home in the evenings after my daughter was in bed at night and I thought I need to do something else what can I do that's going to give me the flexibility that I needed you know and can I just say something I mean this was 
obviously a while back that you saw this, but that is where the trend is now. Less and less women are looking to stay at work until 11 o'clock to prove that, you know, yeah. to prove themselves. More and more women are looking for these solutions and you are ahead of the curve. Mm, absolutely. So, you know, it was out of necessity and I thought, right, what can I do that gives me that flexibility? And mm. I thought, well, there's property. I've always loved property. You know, getting the Sunday papers as a, as a young 20-year-old, I'd open up the entertainment section and then I'd always look at the property yeah, section. Yeah, exactly. And I actually bought my first home when well, I was 23. 23. Mm. I was 24. So ah, I was just you behind you. That's why we click. <laughs> <laughs> so then you decide, okay, so you were, were you a young mom or were you? No, I actually was an old mom. Okay. So I was 30 when I had, when I had my daughter. Yeah. Now I don't work that out and ask me how old she is no, now. <laughs> no, I, I will not. <laughs> I don't mind telling you I'm over 50. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm also very proud of my age. I think that women should own these wonderful years that we collect on our hips, on our eyes, on our necks. <laughs> you I, know? Just, I just wish I had the wisdom that I have now. 25 years ago because With, then I would be president. I know, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. That's just a joke. Of course. <laughs> I'd vote for you. So then you decide you want to get into property as a, because obviously being a real estate agent, you are able to manage your hours. You're able to be home at a dis- decent hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so then what happened? What you could have gone on and done that. You were ringing awards. You're, you, 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 I think you worked with Rawson Properties. Yes. And I'd also been with the Remax brand for, for a substantial amount of years. And yes. I, you know, their top agent as well. And, um, always loving it. Um, there were obviously parts of the business that I didn't enjoy. It's a very cutthroat business, but you know, I can, I can, I can challenge with the rest of them. Yes. And, um, always been a bit of a, an entrepreneur, even though there are times where I have had a, a job and I've been employed, but I, I tend to sort of feel I'm a natural entrepreneur. Didn't you sell uh, Mexican sombreros or something in your neighborhood, <laughs> like when you were a teenager or something? Well, it was an era when those, well, now I think they're ugly, but those ceramic wall things you used to put on the wall were yes. popular. And I thought, right, buy a kiln, make some money on the side. I was always into some kind of a scheme that yeah. would make me a bit of extra money or pocket money. And that's something I did as a youngster. Yeah, I loved it. I'm quite creative as well. So I enjoyed that side of it. And isn't that indicative what your interests are when you're younger? Are indicative of what my what you might do because you're already being an entrepreneur. You're already thinking outside the box. Already getting uh, just trying business out, as it were. So mm. I think it made sense later on that you would just end up choosing uh, end up choosing that same sort of path of deciding what you want to do with your life. Absolutely, and you know sometimes what you want to do and what you end up doing can be two totally different things. Exactly. But in my time as when I was and I worked as a, a professional actress, one thing I absolutely missed was the business side of it. Mm. You know, um I'm not completely arty farty. Um <laughs> I love the arts and I still support them to this day. Yes. And I enjoyed my time being involved in it, but I I really craved that entrepreneurship, the being in control of your own destiny, mm. you know, writing out your own and paycheck. So, um, you know, and it's hard to combine those two. And, you know, now being in my own business certainly is has worked for me and I, I get to do a creative side as well. And, you know, and it's about 20 odd years you've been doing this, right? Well, yes, almost, uh, almost 20, 20 years now. Um, so 
it was odd, 30 odd years ago when I first got involved in terms of buying my own property. Yep. And um, now it's been just over three years that I've actually had my own business. And uh, like many women, we often get pushed into something, whereas maybe we've had the thought that we want to do it, mm. but just always been a little bit scared or not sure of your own capabilities. You know, we often, are, are, we have our own fears. Yes, of course. And um, one day I had, a, I have to admit, I had an argument with my boss and um, <laughs> he proceeded to show me in sort of acting like a four-year-old and having a tantrum in front of me and sort of saying, if this person who had done what you said they had done was true, you'd be acting this way. And he proceeded to throw a tantrum like a four-year-old. And I thought, well, okay, I don't really think I, I'm, 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 I behave that way. But I just stood back and in the back of my mind, it was going, my word, I'm about to turn 50. Do I need to be treated like this? Like this. The next day I resigned. And within four or five days, I'd actually started working on my own, under my own brand real estate uh, business, and it's just taken off and been absolutely fantastic. So the crazy thing is, if that man had apologized the next day, you would have still stayed at that job. I probably would have still right? been there. So thank you for having a tantrum, <laughs> ex-boss. It got me, it kicked me where I needed to be kicked. <laughs> and so here you are, you decide, and, and I, this is one of the things we don't talk about a lot. And then obviously, I mean, we have you for the whole hour. And as I say to you, you are listening to the one and only Julie Solomon who's here chatting to me about property and investment. She's an MC. Um, she has, she's an award winning, uh, um, estate agent. She's a businesswoman. She speaks overseas. I mean, she's like, and you're a mother. And I see a lover of fashion as well. <laughs> That's why I was, the minute I saw, saw your shoes, I thought, hmm, like-minded. <laughs> so you can, uh, you, you'll be able to listen to this podcast as soon as uh, we're done at 11 o'clock. You can go to cliffcentral.com or go to Riley Mampuele Properties to learn more. And of course, you can download this wherever you are, this podcast, Living It Up with Lerato Shabalala, which is uh, on every Wednesday from 10 until 11 here on Cliff Central. So here you are, Julie. You, um, Start. I don't want to. Talk, I don't necessarily. I don't want to start with the success first because people often they hear me talk about all these wonderful things that you've done. But there's 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 the beginning part that right. allows you to get to where you need to be. Mm -hmm. And I think people don't um, don't actually talk about that process. That being alone. The so this guy has just mansplained this thing to me. So I'm like, actually, no, I'm leaving. I don't want to do this. <laughs> What was it like those first couple of times walking as a woman into spaces where, you know, it's very difficult when you're a woman to walk into spaces where women, and I'm assuming at the time, even there weren't even that many women in business. Now I think it's a more sort of open thing. Yes. What was it like? What, what are the things that drove you when you were starting out in real estate? Um, Lorotta, if I may just take it back, can I just take it back to before I got into, into yes, real estate? Because I was always pretty ambitious. So I always faced the problem of people saying, oh, you're too young and then you're a woman. Mm. Um, you know, young and being a woman kind of didn't go together. And I've had my failures as well. And, um, often success is born out of necessity. 
Mm. You know, I didn't necessarily, when I started in real estate, say, okay, right, I'm going to be an award-winning real estate agent. I'm going to open my own business. It wasn't at all. It was out of necessity. Mm. And I just, it was like a, a duck taking to water. And I absolutely loved it. Kind of regretted that I hadn't got involved in it sooner because, you know, I'd be so much further on. But um, really loved what I did. And the challenges you have to find another way in which to overcome those challenges when people look at you as as, as a female, mm. that perhaps you don't carry as much uh, weight. And I don't mean that on the scale. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> um, you know, and in I've always, I always joke and I say I'm definitely coming back in the next life as a man because yeah. I think men have it far easier and men will think women have it more easier. But in terms of being taken seriously, um, you are – Taken, I firmly believe that you are taken more seriously as a as a man. So you have to fight against that, and you just yeah. have to make sure that you you are better and you are more professional in the way you approach things, and you give better service, and you're friendly and pleasant to deal with. So no one can sort of point the finger and say, "Well, you weren't successful because you were a woman, mm. or you didn't get a listing, or you didn't make a sale because you are a woman." Are a woman. That should be actually be irrelevant. Mm. Um, you know, I want to compete on the same stage as people. Not exactly. necessarily as a woman exactly. or as a or as a man. So basically, if the men can do it, then, hey, why can't we do it? Exactly. So one of the things I live by, uh, in fact, uh, my, my motto in life is, is by the 15th century um, philosopher, Aristotle. Right. Who's, he spoke about excellence. He said, you are what you repeatedly do. Excellence, therefore, is excellence. Uh, is not an act but a habit. Mm, excellent. What yeah. made you excellent? So yes, I can say all these awards that you've won and all just becoming whether you were at Remix, whether you were no matter where you were, you always managed to put your stamp on things. Mm. What made you excellent? What made you seek out excellency and 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 kind of excellence and made you want to get better and better? Because I'm sure you didn't love. I mean, as you said, you're the one boss who screamed at you. Mm. So I'm sure you had times when you didn't want to wake up in the morning. You sure. didn't want to go to a listing. You you know, you don't want to spend your Sunday showing people a house. You actually wanted to be on the couch at home. Yeah. And yet not only did you do your job, you did it with excellence. What what was what was the driver? Couple of things. Um I don't like the word no. <laughs> um, Note to self. Yeah. If there are awards that are out there to be won, I want to win them. So I'm, I am, I am competitive. So mm -hmm. you put me up against other people. I want to succeed. And also it was the, the promise I made to myself when I, I left the corporate world and a management position to become an estate agent, which at the time, and I have to be honest, I was so embarrassed. And I'll never forget the first day I was putting out my on show boards, walking along the pavement, thinking, oh, please, don't, don't anybody let see. anybody see me. This is so embarrassing, which I can laugh about now because within three months I was their top agent. I absolutely loved what I was doing. There was no reason to to be embarrassed. It was just sort of having a fancy title to, to something. But the promise I made myself was – I'm going to be, I'm going to strive to be better. Mm. I can't change the whole industry, but within my little circle, I can show people that people in this profession, they are good people in this profession. Mm. Like everything, you get the good, the, the mediocre and the bad. And I'm going to strive to be 
the best I can possibly be and try and uplift the level and the image of, of estate agents, mm. um, you know, in, in South Africa. And in my own small way, I believe I have and, and continue to do that. And subsequently, I've discovered there's some fantastic, wonderful, um, with uh, great knowledge and hugely professional estate agents. And, um, you know, it's, it's not an easy job. When mm. I started, I thought, oh, I'll put a board on a pavement and, you know, make some money. But there's a lot more. There's a lot. A lot right. more involved in that. So, And I think that's what I want to help. Uh, you know, that's, that's why the, these podcasts are so important because that's what you're helping people to understand is that something's not going to be easy. But then and once you, once you apply yourself, I mean, you say, you know, you, no was not a, a thing you would take. And the, 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 the need to succeed um, is the one that sort of led you into your own competitiveness. And there's mm. nothing as amazing as competing against yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially when you have a very good run. So tell us how you then get, so then tell us about the ethos of JS Properties, of uh, Julie Solomon Properties? Well, my little byline is real estate, real life. Yeah. And I try to be as real as possible in my dealings with people. Um, you know, be sincere. Don't put on a on a face. Be who you are and accept who you are. And it's it's again something that I've been able to do as I've as I've got older older in life. You know, develop a thick skin and care about people. Mm. And if you look after your customers they in turn look after your bottom line. And when I say bottom line, I'm talking about financially. Mm. When you go in to see a client or to close a deal, you mustn't be thinking about the money or what you've got to pay or school fees or anything like that. Just put that aside because then you're coming at it from the wrong angle. If you put your clients first, and perhaps this is part of my my corporate training, you know, that I've had over the years as well. And I think a little bit of the theater thing first, you know, the show must go on. You're doing it for the audience. You're doing it for your clients. Mm. You put them first. You take care of them. Everything else falls into place. Mm. And just offering... Decent service. You know, when I first moved to to Durban and and got into into real estate, I'll never forget one of the first incidences that happened. Is I returned somebody's phone call. I said, "Hi, uh, Mrs. Singh. I'm returning your call. It's Julie Solomon." Oh, thank you so much for phoning me back. And I was a bit taken aback, and I thought, well, "Why would I not? You know, a it would be impolite, and it's business, and that's not." Um, a great thing that's sort of done. I don't know if it's a Durban thing. And people were just flabbergasted that I took the time to return their call. Mm. Now, that's just a tiny little thing. It's courtesy. That sets you apart. Something as tiny and basic as that. So don't try and reinvent the wheel. Just take something that's working and perfect it. You know, you said something that is so important. I mean, there are three points that you made that I want to come back to. Because every time I uh, I do this podcast, which is obviously every Wednesday from 10 until 11 on clearcentral.com is I, I want people to take away something. Okay. And you said the number one thing that I really, really believe in for myself, mm -hmm. you say, don't think about the money. And it's hard for people not to think about the money because that's what you're working for. But yeah. money is not the motivation because when you are selling a property, I'm sure you are, you get this. You're selling it's somebody's emotion. They have to feel emotionally connected to that space. Mm -hmm. you, you you're not selling four rooms. You're selling somebody's dreams. You're selling a couple's first home, the first family home, somebody's first house. So, yeah. I think it's such a wonderful tip to give people to say it's don't don't think about the commission, mm -hmm. right? 
Absolutely, because you're going in with the wrong energy. Mm. You know, if I let's say I've got a dear little old lady, and it's happened. You know, where um, another agent has brought an offer, and she'll phone me up and say, "Julie, I want your advice." Sure, with pleasure. You don't want to dish what somebody else is doing, but you don't always have to think of yourself first. And then I had a, a an offer on this property, and my offer was not as good as the other one. Mm. And I felt, do what's best for your client. I then said to you know, you need to take that other offer, not mine, because it's going to give you what you want, and it's it it works for you. Mm. Yes, I didn't. I lost a sale, but I have gained a client for life. I have got so much business out of this lady and her family since then because she says, Julie, you're the only one who was honest with me. Mm. And, and it comes to pricing property as well. You know, yeah. we got to base it on our experience. But be honest. If you, if you lose a sale or a deal or a listing because people don't like what you say or, you know, they don't want to hear what you have to say, at least you walk away with your integrity. And that's, that's so important. I mean, I think it's, it goes back to Newton's third law of motion. You know, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. 100%. So what you did was set your karma up so that later on when you actually need mm-hmm. uh more clients more money, this this person thought of you as opposed to you poking them running after them saying please can you do this for me mm-hmm. and i think th- that's why when you're not motivated by money you're motivated by truth you're able to mm-hmm. to succeed and i think anybody who um is thinking of being an agent that is a very important thing. The second thing you said, I'm going to combine two points here. Um, you said offer a different service and be honest. So what would you say is Jay's Properties USP? What is the one thing that makes you different to anybody else? And I think to begin with, it is that honesty that you speak with. The the, the other person's giving you a better offer than me. I like you. I'd love for you to buy this property through me, but mm-hmm. you can go through the other person. What do you think has been the, the the number one thing that makes you different to everybody else other than you just being Julie Solomon? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Passion, integrity, enthusiasm, and that comes across in, in the way I, I deal with clients and putting clients first. So if we go back to um, passion, integrity, enthusiasm, why do you think that so often you have um, people think that most estate agents are just like people who just basically just want to get your money, make some money? Make some money. Mm. Why do you think that – because – that does that it does not go with integrity, obviously, sure. because then it means you're motivated by one thing. And I, I want to stress this, and we will get, I mean, we have an entire hour. I want to get into this because there is somebody who's listening right now who's thinking that they want to go into real estate, but they don't want to be seen as a money-grabbing, calling pressurizing person. They want to be seen as somebody who enables people to live better lives and they live the lives of their dreams. And I think you are a manifestation of what that can be like if you live your your values. No, sure, absolutely. And I'm not for one minute saying I don't like money. Of course. I mean, I, it's given me a fantastic lifestyle. I've been able to give my daughter a fantastic education. Yeah. But it's, it's hard work. Um, if it was easy, We'd all be successful and winning awards and, uh, you know, have a lot of money in the bank. It does take hard work and, and passion and you have to strive for that. 
and um, the money the money comes. And it's like a lot of different professions. You know, you could say second-hand car salesmen. Eh? You could say attorneys as well. Sometimes mm. they don't have a, a great reputation because often we are all tarred with the same brush, unfortunately. Mm. Mm. And it's just picking out the people who are exceptional and who do care and are striving for something better. Mm. And when you find those people to, to work with, you know, um, you can break the mold. Mm. And there are a lot of, there are a lot of good professionals out there and, and unfortunately a lot of bad. Now with a lot of regulation in our industry and you have to have more of a qualification, it's getting better. I mean, when I first joined, I mean, even if you just had a heartbeat, you could become an agent. I mean, you <laughs> yes. didn't need any skill yeah. or anything. But as the years go by, those people fall by the wayside. Mm. You know, it's been 13, 14, almost 15 years now. You know, you wouldn't stay in a profession and be successful if if you weren't, you know, living authentically and 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 working with integrity. Completely, completely. Yeah. You are listening to Living It Up with Lerato Shabalala here on cliffcentral.com. The wonderful uh, buttery uh, voice that you're hearing now is uh, JS Properties' Julie Solomon, who is a girl from Bononi who is now living in the coast and amazing things for um, herself speaks all over the world and including this country and I will give you her details later you can go to our Facebook page Living It Up with Lerato Shabalala and uh, check us out, check Julie out see what she looks like as well because we know you guys are extrasensory people, you just don't want to hear voices, you want to see uh, people as well and remember we are brought to you by Rally Properties, you can go to rally.mampewile.co.za so if if you were to give somebody three tips on what makes a good agent, what would that be? And as soon as we do that, I want to go, as soon as we talk about that, I want to go into investing in property, you know, which is obviously what people uh, want to know. But what would you say are the three things that make a very, very good agent? There can be five if, you, if there's more. One, answer your phone. Two, <laughs> know your stuff. Three, be honest. And why... Answer your phone. Roger, you will be shocked at how many daily complaints I get from clients. I try to phone this person and they don't answer or they don't even have a, a voice message on their phone because they don't want to have to be able to return a call. Mm. So it's actually very easy to be better than the average estate agent. They, they make The average estate agent makes it very easy for you. And um, it's just simple things. Again, you're not reinventing anything. Just perfect mm. what's already there. Mm. And that sets you way above mm. head and shoulders of everybody else. It's that excellence thing we were talking mm. about. And, of of course, be honest. Yes, absolutely. And if I may add a fourth one. Yes. Keep educating yourself. Because you not only do you need to know about property, you need to know, know about the legal side, the legalities. You end up being um, the counsellor. You know, you, you've got a situation where maybe a, a family are going through a divorce or something like that. You end up getting stuck in the middle and you have to be able to treat those people with respect and kindness. Mm. Or there's perhaps been a death in the family. There's so much that we need to know and learn and be a bit of an expert on everything. Mm. You know, building, being repairs, um, alterations. There's so much that you can you can actually learn and in and in um what's the word I want uh, involve into your, integrate into yeah, your into business a, yes so yes. you then have a a pool of knowledge that you can offer your buyers and your sellers. So uh, recently, somebody said to me, and I'm trying to live by this. Somebody said to me, "Know what you know, 
Okay, which goes to your second point. Like, know what you know and do it well. Yes. And so when you say know your stuff as an agent, that is the places that are happening, I'm assuming. Know know what you know, because Mm -hmm. that's the stuff that's going to set you apart from everybody else. Absolutely. And especially when it comes to sort of your terms and conditions of your contract and the legalities, you have to protect your client. So now in South Africa, we're a little bit strange. It's like being an attorney that's going through uh, handling a divorce and you support you are the wife's clients and the husband's client. Whereas in the States, you have buying agents and selling agents. Yes. Here, we both. So you have to protect both your buyer and your seller. Our mandate is initially, obviously, with the with the seller. Yes, of course. You've got to know your legal terms. Um, you've got to be able to put clauses into contracts that are watertight, that are going to protect your client. That's mm. that's our responsibility. And the only way you're going to gain that knowledge is to keep know learning. Know your stuff. And there is exactly know your know stuff. your stuff. So if you're listening to uh, this podcast and you're thinking. Um, what should I take away? I'm thinking of becoming an agent. What should I take away? What is going to make me excellent? These are the four tips that Julie Solomon tells you. First, answer your phone. Okay. <laughs> answer your phone. Have voicemail. And when you answer it, it's not three days later because then people have short attention spans. Answer your phone. Know your stuff. Know what you know. Be honest because mm-hmm. that's where integrity comes from and keep educating yourself. Okay. So that is a great start already. So Rally, who, Mom people who, um, sponsors the show, um, has been in property, um, for over 15 years. He's not even 40 yet and he's made huge, huge strides. And his tagline, the one thing that he believes in, which I want to discuss with you because you bought your first property when you were 23. Riley likes to say, you don't need money to make money in, in real estate. So you don't need to be a multi-millionaire to start making any kind of money in real estate. Do you agree? What do you think about that statement? How has it been like for you? Um, yes, there's a lot of, lot of truth in that um, statement. You just need education because the first thing someone will say is, well, how do you buy a property if you haven't got any money? Mm. I mean, I remember as a youngster, I mean, oh, yeah, it's like some fancy terminology, but it really is true if you know how to turn a property purchase into a potential investment. Mm. You know, when I bought my first home at 23, my parents had always instilled in me, don't pay someone else's rent, you know, pay your own bond, which is great. But what they didn't tell me, because they didn't know, was that I could have turned buying property and selling property into a business and investment more than just not paying off someone else's bond. There's so much more to it. Right. Um, And that's an area that I've now got involved into is actually teaching people and coaching them how to take the equity out of their home to purchase a second, third or fourth property to actually build a million, million rand or five or six million rand property portfolio. Um, you may or may not know that 50% of the world's wealth is held in property. So, you know, even, hey, <laughs> even the Kardashians buy property. We don't get to hear a lot of it. They, each of those girls own multiple properties because they understand the investment value of how that investment and that equity is going to grow in that property. I mean, uh, uh, one of the things Riley made me aware of is that the top 10 uh, most uh, wealthiest people in the world have all invested in property in Correct. some shape or form. Absolutely. So that made me – so when you are talking about um, – sort of taking your love for property and turning it into investment and growing a property portfolio. That's where I'm at in my life right now, because like you said, it 
buying property when I was in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. But then I realized even like a decade later, there's so many things I still don't know. And how do we educate people, particularly in a place like South Africa, where you're trying to address uh, serious economic imbalances? Mm-hmm. So where do you start? And I thought, okay, I could use myself as I'm learning. So as you're talking, I'm learning too right. from, from, from you. So let's imagine that... Um, uh, maybe we don't even have to imagine. Maybe we can use you. So you are now 23. You get this property. For somebody your age, you must have been an overachiever because people are still renting, <laughs> doing res, you know, jumping out of clubs at, at, at whatever time. At which point do you realize that, ah, this is something that could make me money? Not that money is your motivation, but you, you almost have that bing moment of, Hey, and you know, it could be later on. It could have been mm. three years ago or five years ago, but there must have been a point when you realized that I could benefit from this. I could help people. I could get people to live their lives and get wonderful houses and then also grow myself mm. as a person. Well, believe it or not, it was only about 10 years ago mm. where, where that actually happened. And I realized stop chasing the commission and chase the equity in the property. So if a great deal came along, I stopped trying to find a buyer to buy it, and I became the buyer. And that's something, like I said now, you know, your parents don't teach you because they don't know. If I'd known that when I was 23, I would never have sold my first home to pay for me to go to drama school at the age of 25, Mm. and then I lived off the profit. Mm. If I had been informed then, I would have kept that property put a tenant in it and then can you imagine what that property would be would be worth today but i didn't know that then yeah i knew property was a great way of 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 uh, creating wealth but i didn't understand the mechanics behind it yeah. and this is most people out there yeah. we, who teaches you that they don't teach you that at school so these are the um the seminars that i've recently started where we actually are training people to actually understand what does it mean that you can buy a property without your own money you know other people's money because the terminology is quite foreign to most of us. Yeah, I mean, we, we try every single week to sort of debunk a, a lot of the myths and the terminologies. So, so gearing becomes a very simple thing that you can explain to somebody that's not sort of convoluted and confusing. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to be part of these seminars and you are an international speaker, where would I find you um, and, and what should I expect? Is there an email address as well, Julie? Yeah, you sure. Um, may, I, may I give it? Yes. It's julie at jsproperty, singular, dot co dot za. So julie at jsproperty dot co dot za. Yes. Call, I'm calling these courses as the weekend property millionaire because over a period of two days, you should be able to walk away armed with the knowledge to be able to grow a property portfolio within 12 months of about Five million, worth about five million. And that would be as long as you already own a property that you would have purchased maybe anything to from seven to 12 years previously. So that's where I've started is taking the equity out of an existing property to then go and purchase a, a multiple property. And is this you sort of over a weekend period or, or, or a day seminar where you take people through different? What does it look like for people who are thinking of? Uh, being okay. part of it. A two-day seminar. We are we run the whole of Saturday and the whole of Sunday. We talk about all the 
different options of, of purchase, um, how you can purchase a property, whether you want to flip it to make some quick profit, whether you want to turn it into a, a buy to let, buy to sell, or what's now becoming very popular in South Africa, very popular in the UK, is HMO, which is a house of multiple occupation. And that's giving fantastic returns, and it's a great way to purchase a property, make sure you get a great rental investment coming in every month, and then once you've actually leased out all those rooms, you've actually got a business you can sell, not just a property. So that's that's another angle. That's a house of multiple? Occupation. occupation. Mm. So what that means is let's say you buy a four-bedroom house and you can turn it into seven or eight bedrooms, whether either self-contained or they've then got a shared living area. You put Wi-Fi in. You improve the facilities, perhaps have a, a laundry service uh, once once a week. And young, a lot of young people, professionals and we're finding that in Durban young professionals starting out can't afford you know seven or eight thousand rand rent a month for for their own place and they certainly don't want to pay you know a few few thousand they don't want to be in student accommodation there's such a gap in the market for about three and a half to four and a half thousand rand rental a month mm. so you give them a really nice partly furnished shared house Mm. And that means then as the owner, you are bringing in rental from ex- as many bedrooms as you possibly can. Um, and that's what we mean by house of multiple occupation. Do you think that uh, people are sort of gearing towards HMOs or, or, or houses of, of multiple occupation because of where we are globally? Remember, this is not a South African thing. Not, mm. It's not just the students, it's, but it's everybody else, especially after the 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 credit crunch where people are now uh, actively looking for other ways to make an income. That's a huge driving factor behind it, absolutely, um, from people who are going to become the landlords to people seeking that sort of level of accommodation and also from from your people that will become your clients. It's a safety and security thing as well. Mm. You know, as a, as a youngster, I would be far happier if my, my young daughter lived in a shared but quality, decent, a shared accommodation than perhaps was renting a flat on her own. I feel that that she's safer there. Mm. So it's becoming extremely popular with not only the homeowner, the landlord, but as the as the tenants as well, provided you obviously, obviously offer an upmarket and quality uh, accommodation. Yeah, obviously with added extras, as you say, if you can order, add a laundry service or anything mm-hmm. like that, that becomes a USB, uh, USP for yourself. Um I, I, I wanted to also um, go back to what do you expect for the people who are in the room, who are coming to the seminars? Uh, how ready should they be? Who is it be? Does anybody qualify to, to, to be part of this audience of people who will gain this experience from you? Um, it, anybody is welcome. Obviously, they, we, there is a fee in, included um, in that um, because it really is nitty-gritty one-on-one training. Mm. So what we'll do after the two days is um, examine that w- at what stage each person is. You know, Do they still need to go and buy their first property? Have Do they really own their second property? And then it's just giving people the knowledge and the confidence to go out and say, right, now I know what to do. Like when I was 23, mm. if someone had said to me, well, I was then 25, don't sell your property. Yep. 
put a tenant in. If I had that knowledge, I would be far more wealthy. I would have many more properties that I own, but I didn't have that knowledge. Mm. So that's what we want to, or we are imparting on people, is they must walk away from that seminar saying, right, now I know what to do and how to do it. Mm. I know what kind of property I must look for, and I know what I mustn't look for, and I know how to go about financing it. Mm. So it's giving them those skills. Right, it's like picking up a ladies' magazine, um, and on the cover it says... I don't know. How to, I was a magazine editor, so how to lose weight in 10 days. Exactly. So you grab that magazine. That was exactly my example. <laughs> how to lose 100 kilograms in 10 days. Yeah. Yes. And you read that article. Nowhere in that article does it actually give you the nitty gritty steps on how. Yeah. It'll talk around it, above it, below it, use terminology, blah, blah. And you think, well, I actually still don't know how. Mm. I want to eliminate that. I want people to walk away and say, now I know how uh, people have to understand that yeah and and without the how it it's just you sort of using words and smoke screens and people not understanding mm. what you're saying and then it's just a dream sorry interrupt yeah. you it's just a dream it's a wish when you have the how and that knowledge and know-how then you can turn that dream that wish into absolute reality exactly and like if I may say, sometimes we need a kick in the bum. We do need a kick in the ass. <laughs> there, well, there we this go. is cliffcentral.com. We hold nothing back, okay? <laughs> <laughs> right, so let me say it. I'll be as eloquent as you. Sometimes we need that kick, kick in the ass. ass. <laughs> and if that's what it gives people, because it's been kick up the asses that have helped me get where I am. Yeah. So if I can kick somebody to, to force them kind of into where they need to be, You've you, done your work. It, so many people can actually own a little piece of South Africa without... Spending that much money I yeah. just want to show people how it is possible And that is, that is like I said That is the intention behind this podcast That is the, why we started this To begin with Is for people to understand that Stop thinking that it's going to come from the clouds From somewhere it's going to happen by osmosis It is not yep, you know? It is in you Whatever it is that you want It is in you You are going to make happen And have you had um, success stories Where you've mentored people And, uh, and just before uh, uh, we wrap up I will read out Julie's uh, email address so you can get in touch with her and book a space for the seminars. But have you had people where you mentored them or something uh, as similar as they, they came to the seminars and now they've done really well, like a year later? Yes, uh, we have now our third property millionaire. Oh, um, wow. In, in a suburb in the area that I operate in. And if I may, i give you an example. Yes. I just sold a property because I still sell, actively sell myself because I can't give up. I love it so much. <laughs> yes. So I just sold a property in a complex and the neighbor had said, look, I've been trying to sell this property myself and not having much luck with it. Could you help me? I said, sure, I'll, I'll take it on for you. And, um, I then spoke to one of my, can I call them my students? And yes. I said, look, I think this property is a good buy. The seller is wanting X. She's happy with, with the, uh, the price that she's been selling at. I've just sold another one which had been upgraded in the complex. There's a chance that you could actually turn around a 200,000 rand profit if you spend about 80,000 renovating it. Great. They had a look at it, bought it. And uh, luckily, I had a, another client who was wanting to buy it. And they said, you know what? I don't want you to renovate it. Leave it 
and they paid 200,000 rand more for it. And that profit was realized wow. within three months, within three months, which was awesome story. And, um, yeah, you know, it's those kind of stories that we want to hear back from people and that's what they are achieving. And it is possible. You just got to have the R for a good deal. You can hear, she says you need passion, you need integrity, and she has enthusiasm by the bucket loads. I am talking to JS Properties, uh, Julie Solomon, and I, I have to tell you something about this woman, because you obviously cannot see her, and I'm sitting across from her. The reason why she can help other people become millionaires is because she does not come in um, with her attitude first, with the, you know... I have done this and I'm going to do this. She's you you are just an absolutely wonderful person who within oh, the you. next uh, just an hour of meeting you I'm aware of how you bring that passion, that integrity and that enthusiasm into absolutely everything that you do. Um and if you are if you have a meeting you're thinking oh somebody just interrupted me I wanted to listen to the whole podcast you can you can press pause, you can come back and listen to uh the rest of us we are on uh cliffcentral.com and and as I said to you, you can go to our Facebook page, uh, Living It Up with Lerato Shabalala, and see some pictures of me and Julie chilling in the studio. She has uh, sem- seminars. You can actually email her on Julie, J-U-L-I-E, at JS Properties, JS being for Julie Solomon, if you haven't, I mean, really get it together, uh, jsproperties.co.za, Julie at jsproperties.co.za. This is the Property Millionaires uh, uh, Weekend, right? And um, what that is, is just helping you know how you can invest in uh, properties. They happen on uh, uh, a Saturday and a Sunday. All you need to do is email Julie and find out when the next one is. Mm-hmm. Book yourself a space. Yes, you have to pay for it. Remember, you have to spend money to make money, baby. That's the only way it goes. <laughs> never a true saying. That is for exactly, sure. Exactly, exactly. So before we bef- before we close off, I wanted to ask um, you, um, Julia, about investing. And people talk a lot about investing all the time. Oh, you must invest, you must invest. And Riley often says invest, invest, invest. But for somebody who is a new mom who was 30, who is 30 right now and um, needs to find a different way of seeing themselves, of life, of and thinking, oh, Julie's speaking to me, but I don't know where to start. A lot of people suffer from analysis paralysis. Mm-hmm. I want to do something, but I, I don't know where to start. I want to invest, but I just don't know what to do. Sure. What advice do you have for him? Where do you, what are, what's the key to just starting? What's the key to just starting the engine? Yeah. And that's a great, it's a great, it's a great question because we do all suffer from that. You know, it's fear mm. and we've got to learn to conquer our fear. And, um, I would just say to people is when you're looking at your first property, don't necessarily look at something that you would live in. Uh. You can carry on renting your lifestyle and let's say that you can afford a a 600,000 rand property. Mm. All right. You wouldn't necessarily maybe choose to live in that one, but you could go and buy an investment property, go and purchase it, whether it's 300,000 and you're looking at the CBD, something that's going to give you a good return. And you need someone to teach you those figures. And, and what we mean by that is you're better off going buying another property, putting a tenant in there, let them pay your rent for you mm. while you carry on paying rent wherever you are. Yeah. few years' time, five, six, seven years' time, that property, even four years' time, will be worth more. 
you've then got equity in that property, which you can either take out that money to go and do the same thing again, mm. and eventually you will then purchase your own property. So don't be in a hurry to live in your own property. Mm. And that's that's what I should have known at 23. Yeah. I should have bought an investment, not my own home. I think that that is the best advice I have heard in this show since starting the show, oh. which is because a lot of us are married to the idea of I bought this and therefore it is mine. It is yours whether you live there or not. Absolutely. You are the owner. Absolutely. And you can begin to make money off it. If you want to live in a particular area, okay, but you see that the students are in this area and you want to make money off it, there is nothing preventing you from not living where you have bought. Absolutely. And I give this example. Um, anybody from Durban will know I own uh, an investment flat um, in Durban, in Durban, in Gray Street, mm. which is right slap bang in the CBD. Yeah, that is right in the CBD. I mean, you couldn't be more in the CBD, but you know, I have a wonderful tenant there. Um, I think in about eight years, I've probably been to the flat once. Mm-hmm. A wonderful tenant who's been there from day one. I'm never going to live there. I probably will never sell it, but I can be an eight-year-old lady eventually knocking on the door saying, hello, I've come to fetch my rent. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to be my retirement, you know, yes. and it's, that's the way to go. And, 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 and I think that that's the other thing is, is that property is one of those wonderful things that stays with you. You know, you, you may buy it now and suffer a little bit, but mm. listen, in 20, 30 years time, you will be laughing. Absolutely. And I, I had the privilege of interviewing uh, George Ross, which was, um, he was the former advisor to President Donald Trump, mm. um, who now, he now works for um, JT Fox and he's an uh, attorney. And he was the brains behind Donald Trump's property empire. Mm. You know, Mr. Trump would look at a bull and say, oh, George, I want to buy that. Sorry, I haven't got a great American accent. Okay. And it would be George Ross who'd go off and structure the deal. And I interviewed him and I said to him, uh, you know, Mr. Ross, why is it important? Why do you feel it's important that, as, especially as South Africans, we all look towards owning our own property? And he says, well, young lady, do you realize no one's making any more land? Mm. And I kind of... Waited a few seconds and went, ah, oh, penny dropped. Right. The land is there. No one's, no one's making more land. Mm. So the sooner you look at owning a little piece of that, whether it's a flat or a, 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 a farm or whatever it is, it's a diminishing commodity mm. that the, the land that we're actually building on. So, um, you know, no one can steal it in the middle of the night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully you won't lo- lo- lose it gambling. So, exactly. you know, it's, it, and, and it's cyclical, the, sorry, the investment yes. as it goes around and it will, it will, um, increase in value without a doubt. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Now, somebody listening, uh, one of my, probably my last question to you would be, <laughs> it's okay. Would, would, would be, my second last question to you would be, do you mentor people? Do you, if somebody's listening right now and they want you to mentor them, do you mentor them? Um, and, what hap- you know what needs to happen for somebody to just have a moment with you? I know people throw that mentorship word all over the place these mm. days um look, time is obviously limited, so we do a lot of that mentorship through the uh, millionaire property program, the weekend program mm-hmm. um There is an opportunity to to then invest in one on one coaching with me, which I help with. I do get a lot of requests you know people phone up and say i 'm about to buy this flat. Can you give me some advice should I or shouldn 't I so I do a lot of sort of um, involuntary uh, mentoring where I can, and I do help out as much as I can obviously time is is a little bit limited, and that 's why i 've one of the reasons why 
started these workshops so to be able to help sort of 10 to 15 people all at the same time and and if you want to be part of uh julie's uh seminars you can email her on julie at jsproperties.co.za's the weekend property millionaire seminars happen on weekends and obviously there's payment so you'll have to find out uh more there uh like i say to you you if you weren't able to listen to us right now on this wednesday between 10 and 11 you can download the podcast as soon as i'm done as soon as i press stop you can download it on cliffcentral.com also remember go to our facebook page leaving it up with lirato shabalala where you'll get to see images of julie and also get her details there julie thank you so 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 much for joining us it's been an absolute pleasure and you are so easy and natural to talk to so <laughs> i've really enjoyed our time and if you need any advice please just oh, contact I me do. oh i pleasure. do girl i will be emailing you calling you seeing you when i'm in durban and may i just a little change yes. my email address is julie at js property no, oh no, no s yeah okay. dot co dot z so okay. singular so be happy J- to help okay j s p r o p e r t y uh dot co dot z julie at j s property dot co dot z a we are brought to you by rally mampuele properties you can find us every wednesday on cliffcentral.com my name is lerato shabala this is living it up julie keep helping people make money will do thank you so much cool have a good day everybody bye Property, 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 I'm trying to invest. Money in by the neighborhood, that's how you rinse it. I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo for like two million. That same building today is worth 25 million. Guess how I'm feeling? Dumbo. It's time to buy back the block. Buy back the block. It's time to buy back the block. Buy back the block. Buy back the hood. I'm about to buy back the hood. Buy back the hood. This is cliffcentral.com.